Part Two of Act Three of Cyrano de Bergerac. Christian under the balcony. One kiss. Roxanne startled. One. Cyrano to Christian. You, Roxanne. You ask me for Cyrano. I, yes, but I mean to Christian. You go too far. Christian. She is willing. Why not make the most of it? Cyrano to Roxanne. I did ask, but I know I ask too much. Roxanne. Only one. Is that all? Cyrano. All. How much more than all? I know. I frighten you. I ask. I ask you to refuse. Christian to Cyrano. But why? 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 Cyrano. Christian, be quiet. Roxanne, leaning over. What is that you say to yourself? Cyrano. I am angry with myself because I go too far, and so I say to myself, Christian, be quiet. The theorbos begin to play. Hark, someone is coming. Roxanne closes her window. Cyrano listens to the theorbos, one of which plays a gay melody, the other a mournful one. A sad tune, a merry tune. Man, woman, what do they mean? A Capuchin enters. He carries a lantern and goes from house to house looking at the doors. Aha! A priest. To the Capuchin. What is this new game of Diogenes? The Capuchin. I'm looking for the house of Madame Christian, impatient. Bah! The Capuchin. Madeleine Robin. Christian, what does he want? Cyrano, to the Capuchin, points out a street. This way, to the right, keep to the right. The Capuchin, I thank you, sir. I'll say my beads for you to the last grain. Cyrano, good fortune, father, and my service to you. The Capuchin goes out. Christian, win me that kiss. Cyrano, no. Christian, Sooner or later, Cyrano. True. That is true. Soon or late it will be so, because you are young and she is beautiful. To himself. Since it must be. I had rather be myself. The window reopens. Christian hides under the balcony. The cause of what must be. Roxanne, out on the balcony. Are you still there? We were speaking of... Cyrano. A kiss. The word is sweet. What will the deed be? Are your lips afraid, even of its burning name? Not much afraid. Not too much. Have you not unwittingly laid aside laughter, slipping beyond speech, insensibly already, without fear? From words to smiles, from smiles to sighs, from sighing even to tears. One step more, only one from a tear to a kiss. One step, one thrill. Roxanne, hush. Cyrano, and what is a kiss when all is done? A promise given under seal. A vow taken before the shrine of memory. 
a signature acknowledged, a rosy dot over the eye of loving, a secret whispered to listening lips apart, a moment made immortal with a rush of wings unseen, a sacrament of blossoms, a new song sung by two hearts to an old simple tune, the ring of one horizon around two souls together, all alone. Roxanne, hush, Cyrano, why, what shame. There was a queen of France not long ago, and a great lord of England, a queen's gift, a crown jewel. Roxanne, indeed, Cyrano, indeed, like him, I have my sorrows and my silences. Like her, you are the queen I dare adore. Like him, I am faithful and forlorn. Roxanne, like him, beautiful. Cyrano, aside. So I am. I forgot that. Roxanne, then come, gather your sacred blossom. Cyrano, to Christian, go. Roxanne, your crown jewel. Cyrano, go on. Roxanne, your old new song. Cyrano, climb. Christian hesitates. No, would you? Not yet. Roxanne, your moment made immortal. Cyrano, pushing him. Climb up, animal. Christian springs on the bench and climbs up the pillars, the branches, the vines, until he bestrides the balcony railing. Christian. Roxanne. He takes her in his arms and bends over her. Cyrano. Very low. Ah, Roxanne. I have won what I have won, the feast of love, and I am Lazarus. Yet... I have something here that is mine now, and was not mine before I spoke the words that won her. Not for me. Kissing my words, my words, upon your lips. The Theorbos begin to play. A merry tune, a sad tune. So, the Capuchin. He pretends to be running as if he had arrived from a distance, then calls up to the balcony. Hello! Roxanne. Who is it? Cyrano. I. Is Christian there with you? Christian, astonished. Cyrano. Roxanne. Good morrow, cousin. Cyrano. Cousin, good morrow. Roxanne. I am coming down. She disappears into the house. The Capuchin enters upstage. Christian sees him. Oh, again? The Capuchin to Cyrano. She lives here, Madeleine Robin. Cyrano. You said Roland, the Capuchin. No, Robin. Roxanne appears on the threshold of the house, followed by Ragano with a lantern and by Christian. What is it? The Capuchin. A letter. Christian. Oh, the Capuchin to Roxanne. Some matter profitable to the soul. A very noble lord gave it to me. Roxanne to Christian. De Guiche. Christian. He dares. 
Roxanne. It will not be for long when he learns that I love you. By the light of the lantern which Ragano holds, she reads the letter in a low tone, as if to herself. Mademoiselle, the drums are beating, and the regiment arms for the march. Secretly, I remain here, in the convent. I have disobeyed. I shall be with you soon. I send this first, by an old monk, as simple as a sheep, who understands nothing of this. Your smile is more than I can bear, and seek no more. Be alone tonight, waiting for one who dares to hope you will forgive, etc., to the Capuchin. Father, this letter concerns you, to Christian, and you. Listen. The others gather around her. She pretends to read from the letter, aloud. Mademoiselle, the cardinal will have his way, although against your will. That is why I am sending this to you by a most holy man, intelligent, discreet. You will communicate to him our order to perform, here and at once, the right of, turns the page, holy matrimony. You and Christian will be married privately in your house. I have sent him to you. I know you hesitate. Be resigned, nevertheless, to the cardinal's command, who sends herewith his blessing. Be assured also of my own respect and high consideration, signed, your very humble and, etc., the Capuchin. A noble lord, I said so, never fear. A worthy lord, a very worthy lord. Roxanne to Christian. Am I a good reader of letters? Christian motions toward the Capuchin. Careful. Roxanne, in a tragic tone. Oh, this is terrible! The Capuchin turns the light of his lantern on Cyrano. You are to be, Christian, I am the bridegroom. The Capuchin turns his lantern upon Christian. Then, as if some suspicion crossed his mind, upon seeing the young man so handsome, Oh, why, you, Roxanne, quickly, look here, postscript, give to the convent, in my name, one hundred and twenty pistoles. The Capuchin, think of it. A worthy lord, a very worthy lord, to Roxanne, solemnly. Daughter, resign yourself. Roxanne, with an air of martyrdom. I am resigned. While Ragano opens the door for the Capuchin and Christian invites him to enter, she turns to Cyrano. De Guiche may come. Keep him out here with you. Do not let him. Cyrano, I understand. To the Capuchin. How long will you be? The Capuchin. Oh, a quarter of an hour. Cyrano, hurrying them into the house. Hurry, I'll wait here. Roxanne, to Christian. Come. They go into the house. Cyrano. Now then, to make his grace delay that quarter of an hour. I have it. Up here. He steps on the bench and climbs up the wall toward the balcony. The Theorbos begin to play a mournful melody. Sad music. Ah, a man. The music pauses on a sinister tremolo. Oh, very much a man. 
he sits astride of the railing, and drawing toward him a long branch of one of the trees which border the garden wall, he grasps it with both hands, ready to swing himself down. So, not too high, he peers down at the ground. I must float gently through the atmosphere. De Guiche enters, masked, groping in the dark toward the house. Where is that cursed bleeding Capuchin? Cyrano. What if he knows my voice? The devil. Tic-tac, Bergerac, we unlock our Gascon tongue, a good, strong accent. Forgive me if I don't put on an accent. De Guiche. Here's the house, all dark. Damn this mask. As he is about to enter the house, Cyrano leaps from the balcony, still holding fast to the branch, which bends and swings him between de Guiche and the door. Then he releases the branch and pretends to fall heavily, as though from a height. He lands flat-long on the ground, where he lies motionless, as if stunned. De Guiche leaps back. What is that? When he lifts his eyes, the branch has sprung back into place. He can see nothing but the sky. He does not understand. Why, where did this man fall from? Cyrano sits up and speaks with a strong accent. The moon. De Guiche. You, Cyrano. From the moon, the moon. I fell out of the moon. De Guiche. The fellow is mad. Cyrano. Dreamily. Where am I? De Guiche. Why, Cyrano. What time is it? What place is this? What day? What season? De Guiche. You, Cyrano. I am stunned. De Guiche. My dear sir. Cyrano. Like a bomb. A bomb. I fell from the moon. De Guiche. Now see here. Cyrano rising to his feet and speaking in a terrible voice. "'I say the moon!' De Guiche recoils. "'Very well, if you say so,' aside. "'Raving mad!' Cyrano, advancing upon him. "'I am not speaking metaphorically,' De Guiche. "'Pardon?' Cyrano. "'A hundred years, an hour ago. I really cannot say how long I fell.' I was in yonder shining sphere. De Guiche shrugs. Quite so. Please let me pass. Cyrano interposes himself. Where am I? Tell the truth. I can bear it. In what quarter of the globe have I descended like a meteorite? De Guiche. More bleu. Cyrano. I could not choose my place to fall. The earth spun round so fast. Was it the earth, I wonder? Or is this another world, another moon? Whither have I been drawn by the dead weight of my posterior? De Guiche, sir, I repeat, Cyrano, with a sudden cry which causes De Guiche to recoil again. His face, my God, black! De Guiche carries his hand to his mask. Oh, Cyrano, terrified, are you a native? Is this Africa? De Guiche, this mask. Cyrano, somewhat reassured. Are we in Venice, Genoa? De Guiche tries to pass him. A lady is waiting for me. Cyrano, quite happy again. So this is Paris. De Guiche, 
smiling in spite of himself. This fool becomes amusing. Cyrano. Ah, you smile. De Guiche. I do. Kindly permit me. Cyrano, delighted. Dear old Paris, well, well. Wholly at his ease, smiles, bows, arranges his dress. Excuse my appearance. I arrive by the last thunderbolt, a trifle singed as I came through the ether. These long journeys, you know, there are so few conveniences. My eyes are full of stardust. On my spurs, some sort of fur. Planets, apparently. Plucks something from his sleeve. Look, on my doublet, that's a comet's hair. He blows something from the back of his hand. <sighs> De Guiche grows angry. Monsieur. Cyrano, as De Guiche is about to push past, thrusts his leg in the way. Here's a tooth stuck in my boot from the great bear. Trying to get away, I tripped over the scorpion and came down slap into one scale of the balances. The pointer marks my weight this moment, pointing upward. See? De Guiche makes a sudden movement. Cyrano catches his arm. Be careful. If you struck me on the nose, it would drip milk. De Guiche. Milk. Cyrano. From the Milky Way. De Guiche. Hell. Cyrano. No, no. Heaven. Crossing his arms. Curious place up there. Did you know Sirius wore a nightcap? True. Confidentially. The little bear is still too young to bite. Laughing. My foot caught in the lyre and broke a string. Proudly. Well, when I write my book and tell the tale of my adventures, all these little stars that shake out of my cloak, I must save those to use for asterisks. De Guiche. That will do now. I wish. Cyrano. Yes, yes, I know. De Guiche. Sir. Cyrano. You desire to learn from my own lips the character of the moon's surface, its inhabitants, if any. De Guiche loses patience and shouts, I desire no such thing. I, Cyrano, rapidly, you wish to know by what mysterious means I reached the moon. Well, confidentially, it was a new invention of my own. De Guiche, discouraged, drunk too, as well as mad. Cyrano, I scorned the eagle of Regiomontanus and the dove of Architas. De Guiche, a learned lunatic. Cyrano, I imitated no one. I myself discovered not one scheme merely, but six. Six ways to violate the virgin sky. De Guiche has succeeded in passing him and moves toward the door of Roxanne's house. Cyrano follows, ready to use violence if necessary. De Guiche looks around. Six. Cyrano, with increasing volubility. As, for instance, having stripped myself bare as a wax candle, adorn my form with crystal vials filled with morning dew, and so be drawn aloft as the sun rises, drinking the mist of dawn. De Guiche takes a step toward Cyrano. Yes, that makes one. Cyrano draws back to lead him away from the door, speaks faster and faster. Or, sealing up the air in a cedar chest, 
rarefy it by means of mirrors placed in an icosahedron. De Guiche takes another step. Two. Cyrano, still retreating. Again, I might construct a rocket in the form of a huge locust, driven by impulses of villainous saltpeter from the rear, upward by leaps and bounds. De Guiche, interested in spite of himself and counting on his fingers. Three. Cyrano, same business. Or again, smoke, having a natural tendency to rise, blow in a globe enough to raise me. De Guiche, same business, more and more astonished. Four. Cyrano. Or, since Diana, as old fables tell, draws forth to fill her crescent horn the marrow of bulls and goats, to anoint myself therewith. De Guiche, hypnotized. Five. Cyrano has by this time led him all the way across the street, close to a bench. Finally, seated on an iron plate to hurl a magnet in the air, the iron follows, I catch the magnet, throw again, and so proceed indefinitely. De Guiche. Six. All excellent. And which did you adopt? Cyrano. Coolly. Why, none of them. A seventh. De Guiche. Which was? Cyrano. Guess. De Guiche. An interesting idiot, this. Cyrano imitates the sound of waves with his voice and their movement by large, vague gestures. De Guiche. Well, Cyrano. Have you guessed it yet? De Guiche. Why, no. Cyrano, grandiloquent. The ocean. What hour its rising tide seeks the full moon, I laid me on the strand, fresh from the spray, my head fronting the moonbeams, since the hair retains moisture. And so I slowly rose, as upon angels' wings, effortlessly, upward. Then, suddenly, I felt a shock, and then— De Guiche, overcome by curiosity, sits down on the bench. And then, Cyrano, and then, changes abruptly to his natural voice, the time is up. Fifteen minutes, your grace. You are now free, and they are bound in wedlock. De Guiche, leaping up, am I drunk? That voice. The door of Roxanne's house opens. Lackeys appear, bearing lighted candles. Lights up. Cyrano removes his hat. And that knows. Cyrano. Cyrano, saluting. Cyrano, this very moment they have exchanged rings. De Guiche. Who? He turns up stage. Tableau. Between the lackeys, Roxanne and Christiane appear, hand in hand. The Capuchin follows them, smiling. Ragano holds aloft a torch. The duenna brings up the rear in a negligee and a pleasured flutter of emotion. Zounds to Roxanne. You, recognizes Christiane. He, saluting Roxanne. My sincere compliments to Cyrano. You also, my inventor of machines. Your rigmarole would have detained a saint entering paradise. 
decidedly. You must not fail to write that book some day. Cyrano, bowing. Sir, I engage myself to do so. Leads the bridal pair down to de Guiche, and strokes with great satisfaction his long white beard. My lord, the handsome couple you and God have joined together. De Guiche, regarding him with a frosty eye. Quite so, turns to Roxanne. Madam, kindly bid your husband farewell. Roxanne, oh, de Guiche to Christian, your regiment leaves tonight, sir. Report at once. Roxanne, you mean for the front, the war? De Guiche, certainly. Roxanne, I thought the cadets were not going. De Guiche, oh, yes, they are. Taking out the dispatch from his pocket, here is the order. To Christian, Baron, deliver this. Roxanne throws herself into Christian's arms. Christian, de Guiche to Cyrano, sneering. The bridal night is not so near. Cyrano, aside. Somehow that news fails to disquiet me. Christian to Roxanne. Your lips again. Cyrano, there, that will do now. Come. Christian still holding Roxanne. You do not know how hard it is. Cyrano tries to drag him away. I know. The beating of drums is heard in the distance. De Guiche, upstage. The regiment, on the march. Roxanne, as Cyrano tries to lead Christian away, follows and detains them. Take care of him, for me, appealingly. Promise me never to let him do anything dangerous. Cyrano. I'll do my best. I cannot promise. Roxanne. Same business. Make him be careful. Cyrano. Yes, I'll try. Roxanne. Be sure you keep him dry and warm. Cyrano. Yes, yes, if possible. Roxanne. Confidentially in his ear. See that he remains faithful. Cyrano. Of course, if... Roxanne. And have him write to me every single day. Cyrano. Stops. That, I promise you...